thanks for joining the SOARcast, where we talk about drones, manned aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Welcome everyone to the SOARcast, and today we have a very interesting guest. His name is Sergio Volkmer, and Sergio uh, comes to us through the SOAR platform. He is in the space of um, interpreting uh, satellite information and uh, rendering, um, I guess, new visualizations of the data so that uh, they can be digested by um, literally anyone. And, and some of the things that Sergio finds um, in the uh, satellite data, um, you know, is, is helping others do their work, but also bring to light um, environmental causes and other, um, I guess, you know, effects, things that affect the world. So it's great to have you on the SOARcast, Sergio. Thank you. I'm, uh, it's good to see you too again and uh, talking to you fine. Thank you for uh, the invitation. Okay, it's um, we we've done a fair bit of collaboration with um, Sergio using some of the SkyMap fifty uh, imagery that we have on the platform, uh, which is um, both the visual um, satellite high resolution imagery as well as um, multispectral, including the near infrared. And so, um, some of the things that Sergio is doing with um, with just four bands is is um, quite impressive in terms of um, yielding uh, clues to geology. And that's, in fact, what uh, Sergio is by training. Um, Sergio, you started out as a geologist in uni, but you're doing different things now. Is that correct? Yes, uh, I studied geology when I, I was younger. Um, but at that time, we had uh, no, no access to satellite images, and uh, remote sensing is a, was a, um, a fantastic thing. We just uh, dreamed of, uh, but just uh, the, the greater scholars uh, had access to uh, access to. Uh, remote sensing images. Then uh, I've changed my, the course of my life. I, I went to architecture, and uh, uh, later I, I, I found uh, again the the matter of satellites while uh, mapping most for uh, OpenStreetMap. Um, yeah, collective uh, initiative for world mapping. So that's what uh, what happened uh, to me to uh, to find the satellites again in the last decade. <laughs> okay, so it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's quite an interesting story. Um, maybe I could ask two questions at the same time. Where where do you live now? And when did you make your first map? Oh, fine. Uh, I'm from Brazil. Uh, I'm living in Porto Alegre. I was born here in the southernmost state of uh, Brazil, uh, Rio, Rio, Rio Grande do Sul, Uesa. Uh, here it happened the World Social Forum uh, last decade. And also, uh, it was here where uh, Australia and the uh, Netherlands played for the, the 2014 Football Cup. We saw many Australians and Netherlanders uh, in the streets, the hotel, 
uh, around here. And uh, your your second question was? Uh, I think you actually answered um, both questions because I was uh, asking. What, what, um, what, uh, my, my my first uh, uh, mapping uh, was yeah ah, yes. yeah yeah uh, well, the first mapping was uh, actually in digital mapping uh, I said because uh, 30 years uh, ago I I, I did uh, many mappings for uh, in Georgia with that we went to to a mine a uh, long tunnel that, that was a, a, a dark mine to do to do to draw topographic maps inside the, the mine there uh, we, we we started to to do maps but uh, it was all in uh, drawing with a pen and um, then uh, in architecture i did some maps uh, also for uh, urbanism and uh, later, uh, I discovered the, um, the initiative of uh, OpenStreetMap, where uh, I've learned to, to do digital mapping. I can say all, all of uh, what I've learned, all of it was uh, acquired through um, somehow a community instruction, I, I can say. I don't like the, much the word uh, autodidactism, but uh, it was uh, more a community institution, wonderful people from those communities of OpenStreetMap and uh, Earth Observations from um, Twitter and many groups where I learned all that I, that, that I say, the part of uh, I say. I'm not a, a formally instructed. But uh, in remote sense, in or um, in um, in digital mapping, but um, I learned much with these communities. Well, very good. Speaking of communities, uh, I think that we have um, you know come across you on Twitter. I think that's where the story begins, yeah. and um, I can see that you have been active on Twitter since uh, just 2017. Um, but in that time, you've gone up to um, 810 followers. And um, maybe you can um, just share a little bit about the experience on, on Twitter. What led you to uh, start, and primarily all of your your um, your posts are, are about maps and satellite interpretations. Um, for anybody who's curious, you can find him on um, on Twitter. We'll put the link in uh, the description of this um, podcast. So, um, I, two questions: What what um, what led you to start posting maps on um, on on Twitter, and um, how has that uh, how has that experience, I guess, um, led you to the to the type of maps that you're you're making today? Um, well, uh, it all um, began um, after. Uh, if I remember, uh, it was 2017. Uh, 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 while it happened, the, the, the um, famous disaster of Brumadinho Dam in Brazil, uh, where a uh, um, tailing dam uh, collapsed, uh, killing uh, 280 people. 
and uh, I, I was uh, doing the map. I was the first in the world who who mapped the the extension of the um, of the flood of mud, and uh, eventually I. I I I, uh, I saw someone in the Brazilian community told told oh look the, there's a comment about uh, the first one who mapped um, and uh, there we don't have uh, we don't have uh, um, an actualized uh, image because we just uh, we we were just using the uh, default uh, OpenStreetMap images that were uh, Bing images and uh, Esri, Maxer, I think, but all, all uh, were um, comp um, compositions, uh, um, uh, mosaics, uh, but not uh, updated. So I, I went, uh, it occurred to me that uh, because I was mapping also uh, woods with Sentinel, to take a look at Sentinel 2, and there I find I find that uh, uh, very updated uh, image on the next day after the um, the disaster, and uh, quickly I, 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 I take it uh, I, I didn't do uh, um, too much uh, scientific uh, processing. I just uh, stretched the saturation for the, the man and, and map it. And someone uh, posted it in Twitter. I, I came there to Twitter to to, to see and uh, started to share um, some ima images there. Um, it was 2017. Uh, and uh, start to talk and sharing knowledge with people there about the Sentinel. Most Sentinel images, because I like much, because they are open, all open source, and so it, it, it began to to go on, and um, I know more, more than more people that uh, worked with Sentinel. I like, and I like to share is because uh, exactly because of this, because uh, all of uh, what I've learned, all of it, I can say, was acquired through community instruction to the knowledge of other peoples and through open source. And obviously, uh, some, sometimes uh, it's useful and necessary if we dedicate our life to to work and um, um, work at Viti. But um, uh, most of part, uh, most of it I, I can uh, share uh, because um, um, uh, other people share also uh, their ideas uh, with me, and, and uh, we all learn more together. I think it's it. Okay, well, that, that brings me to um, <clears throat> a bit more in-depth question. So you, you mentioned the it's Sentinel-2 that you're using primarily. Um, what other satellites um, are you using to generate maps? I guess I might clarify for the audience when I when I use the word map, it can be um, either a satellite image or it can be a, uh, a composite, a, a rendered satellite image. So manipulating the, the bands and, and applying a, a script, if you will, to, um, to bring out new information. So what other, um, if you could, tell us what the other satellites that you're using to, to generate this imagery 
And um, and also, if you if you can quickly tell us the the specifications, so um, how many bands they have, perhaps sure. the resolution. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the satellite uh, like uh, Sentinel. Uh, they, they, their purpose is for Earth observation most. Uh, that is, they, they don't have um, a, a very high resolution, but they, uh, they, they are almost uh, weekly updated, five days. They, they have uh, many uh, spectral bands, uh, so there can be uh, uh, done many combinations, many compositions with uh, their, their, their bands, uh, but their the resolution is uh, somehow low. Yes, they, they are much better than the older satellites, uh, the, but their, their, their limit is 10 meters per pixel. Uh, that uh, for many other purposes, that, that is very low, low, uh, low. But uh, for uh, to see uh, in, a, in a country, state, uh, or, c or city level, it, it's okay. The, uh, such Sentinel, in this case, uh, it has uh, 12 bands. Uh, so it ranges from uh, 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 beyond uh, red, green, blue, for up uh, and um, uh, for above and, uh, and below, and, uh, then they can take almost uh, um, shortwave infrareds that are, are fantastic bands for uh, uh, geology purpose. They can detect um, uh, very good, but they are very. I, I don't know if, if I say that uh, okay in, in English, but they are sharpener. <laughs> they 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 stretch uh, the the, um, the colors of that uh, range. They can we can see fires with them, but they are a lower resolution. But then I started to 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 um, uh, make experience with uh, high high resolution images like the um, uh, SkyMap 50 that uh, Source um, uh, has uh, and offers um, in in affordable ways. Uh, being a high-res uh, resolution satellite that can be shared with to, to acquire, uh, it's um, a, a great um, uh, evolution in the observation uh, because we can, uh, they, they have, uh, while Sentinel, uh, it's very good for, for one side um, and open source, but it, it's limited, it's 10 meters per pixel. Um, SkyMap 50 has uh, uh, 50 centimeters per pixel, uh, so we can see facilities, um, uh, pipelines, uh, we can see um, uh, smaller uh, waterways in, in, the, in the field. And so I started to, to, to make experience, to do experience with uh, uh, their, if, uh, sh sure, uh, those uh, high res uh, resolution, all of them uh, practically have uh, lesser bands. They have four bands, basically, the red, green, blue, and the near infrared. Uh, that's very good for vegetation and, and 
and uh, and started in literature um, most older literature there there are um, um, uh, uh, some uh, combinations that can be used to highlight uh, Geology, basically, geology and uh, vegetation can be aligned with four bands uh, of most uh, of the high resolution submatter satellites like um, SkyMap. So um, I found that the um, one combination that highlights um, geology doing similar things like the near infrared, uh, shortwave near infrared, like a band B. B12 from Central Asia is the combination of colored um, um, by the scientific literature as um, uh, iron oxide uh, simple ratio red blue band, and I I, I found um, nice results and I like them when you use it with uh, other. Uh, bands like um, near infrared. So it's uh, this the simple combination uh, for this this four bands. We can uh, do much more things than the natural the, the, the default natural image that we see, we see as uh, uh, usually uh, the, the default images of uh, satellites uh, are uh, a bit darker and, and uh, we can highlight very much them with uh, some combinations, process, some basic process. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, a specialist, a trained specialist, but we can find... Uh, I got surprised that I, I found almost nothing in the world done with the, the, those uh, other combinations for high resolution for band satellites. And the people like it, but it was always there in the literature. Well, um, uh, here's a question that I, I hadn't planned to ask you, but um, it really came out of the, the things you're sharing right now. So uh, given you have, you might have um, high resolution, let's say SkyMap 50 imagery at, at 50 centimeter, um, it is a relatively narrow um, spectrum. It's red, green, blue, and, and near infrared. Um, but in combination with um, something uh, more over, let's say, hyperspectral um, sentinel imagery that is 12 bands and, and has a, uh, a band with, um, you know, many times wider um, than the um, than the sky map or the, or the high resolution imagery. Um, have you come across anything in the literature or perhaps experienced this yourself? Um, I know there's processes that are called, uh, I guess, neural networking. Um, you know, you use one, effectively one data set to train another. So um, has anyone done that to where they've effectively upscaled the high resolution data um, using, um, so that it, that it has more of a, a you know, sort of a synthetic uh, spectrum um, based on the input from the low resolution multispectral um, data. Um, let me see if I understood. You you, you say um, yeah, um, take uh, using uh, uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it is kind of like that. So maybe I'll maybe I'll give the. Uh, this is from my old um, experience, and and we would use um, we were 
interpreting uh, petroleum well log data. And um, in those in those wells, they log um, either a few things um, uh, such as gamma ray and, and resistivity and and um, and perhaps you know like a, the the width of the borehole. So they might only have a few of the logs, but then they might come back after they drill a well and um, and run all of the logs to where they uh, do the things like the nuclear magnetic resonance and, um, and 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 even imaging logs. So the second set of data is much higher resolution, um, but the first the first data set has been used to. Um, so let's say they know that they know the results from the whole the whole well itself, but the uh, higher sample data that when they acquired more logs was only perhaps only over a short interval where they knew there was or suspected there was oil and gas. But what they could then do is take all of those let's say let's just make a comparison those four logs versus those let's say ten logs, and they could use the 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 I guess corroborating information to actually build synthetic logs for the rest of the well bore based on, on, on where the two matched up. So I'm just, I'm, I'm grasping at straws oh, here, uh, uh, sort of um, hypothesis that that, is, that that might be possible, that same type of thing might be possible to where you use the um, multi-spectral <laughs> information from Sentinel to effectively uh, propagate uh, a multi-spectral uh, signature, if you will, across um, a sky yeah, map image. Uh, under, has, under, 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 you, by, by talking to the wind, uh, I'll let you speak to that question. Yeah, if I understood, uh, to take uh, uh, two different satellites, and um, uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen uh, I, um, I've seen the, uh, a Japanese. Uh, uh, scientist, uh, a woman, uh, talking uh, about uh, this uh, using different satellites to to, to fuse their uh, informations. Uh, yes, uh, it, it, that could be a, a way. I, I really don't know anything more about uh, artificial intelligence, uh, or I just know. How, it can be the the, the donor the RP that there's people doing uh, that, um, but uh, it, 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 they use they already do this of uh, using the two different satellite satellites. So it's obviously impossible they they have absolute same registration uh, and. Um, uh, the day, the, the times, and uh, timing, and um, it, it's uh, impossible. They ha they have the same uh, co-registration, co but uh, they they are uh, doing research on the, on that. So uh, theoretically, I think it's possible. Yes, that's um, a great idea to, okay. to, to using bands like uh, the, the, one of the most interesting is the higher. The, the greater uh, wavelengths, for example, the the limit for uh, for the red, green, blue uh, goes from 40 for uh, for uh, 400 to to 900 uh, nanometers uh, wavelength, uh, and uh, the the short wave infrared goes to 2,200. So. Um, Using satellites that has uh, 
has the this uh, the range uh, would be uh, a very nice uh, thing. I, I think in the future uh, many satellites will use, but for today in the worldwide uh, all high res satellites they, they can't uh, have the too many bands, but uh, to be affordable um, because they exactly because they are. Uh, high-res satellite, and so the impact in the, um, in the size of information would be much bigger. Um, so they can uh, all the the, the high-res satellites uh, work in three, four bands, and this will come for the next decade. Uh, won't change much, but we can uh, do improvements and study improvements like this. Yes. We already found that using combinations for the four bands, like in the liturgy, it already makes greater results for the information and highlighting of geology aspects like feral soils and for vegetation. And um, even other uh, combinations uh, that can uh, do a, a greater balance. Because uh, what I've seen people use to use uh, just, for example, just uh, near infrared. But near infrared makes a, a, a too sharp, uh, uh, too stretched uh, result. So, for example, a simple, a simple average between near infrared and green uh, makes a, a smoother result, uh, better to to understand uh, uh, together with other information from image. They don't uh, overlap the the rest of things that are not. Uh, uh, vegetation, for example. Uh, sorry, I extended too much. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. Uh, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about uh, advanced interpretation and also, um, I guess, multiple ways of looking at the same data set to yield uh, yet more information. And so that's one of the things that SOAR um, strives to address is the ability to visualize multiple data sets in a common uh, platform. So uh, if everyone um, everyone probably has a, a similar situation to where they want to share a map or they want to share uh, multiple data sets of information, they're in remote locations and sharing uh, snapshots and, and things like that, um, perhaps don't tell this whole story or don't allow for advanced uh, interpretation. So. We're going to take a short uh, a short break with a with a message from Soar that uh, speaks to the capabilities of the platform so that um, we can address those those issues. And now a word from our sponsor Soar. So what is Soar Plus? Well, imagine if Google Earth and Dropbox had a baby. Soar Plus is the premier solution that allows users to store, view and share maps and imagery on one simple mapping platform. Think of Soar Plus as your own digital atlas. Find out more by visiting us at soar.earth.
And so welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm with Sergio Volkmer, and we're talking about the things that he's doing with satellites of many spectrums and many resolutions from uh, multispectral uh, high resolution, 50 centimeter sky map 50 imagery to hyperspectral uh, 12 band uh, 10 meter um, Sentinel-2 um, uh, hyperspectral imagery. And now we're going to um, segue a bit into some of the more advanced interpretation that um, Sergio has done for us uh, on some of the data sets that are, of course, visible on SOAR, and we'll post those. Um, we'll give you the links in the description for this podcast. And one of those is the La Arena gold mine in Peru. Sergio, this is a, a project that we worked on together, and you selected this area for, uh, I guess, advanced analysis. Can you tell us why you yes, chose this gold um, mine? Um... I've uh, I've uh, been thinking that uh, after working with uh, with those those areas like the this mine uh, that uh, with the um, uh, hyperspectral and sentinel that uh, the, it had uh, it has um, some bands that highlight lots of uh, bare soils. Uh, like for mines, so I, I I've decided to um, to choose the, this area of this mine to see how it worked with high res resolution, but for bands. Yeah, uh, uh, there's uh, all of the high res resolution satellites. Um, so uh, four bands we have. Uh, let's see what uh, we can can get. And uh, we had uh, uh, in this this area a uh, natural red, green, blue image uh, where we, we see uh, as um, any satellite in the, in the natural colors, we, we see dark vegetation, uh, we see uh, um, uh, some uh, almost bare uh, hills, uh, and the, the the totally removed soil of the the mines, also some facilities, etc. So facilities we, we can see in, in the low resolution hyperspectral of uh, other satellites like Sentinel and Landsat. Um, and that uh, is important thing for um, uh, the uh, uh, to access the um, situation for even for governments for uh, um, the the owner the managers of the the mines to see how the, those facilities and the equipments and the pipelines are working. Uh, and uh, in their relation with uh, smaller uh, creeks, uh, waterways uh, that we can't see in hyperspectral low resolution. <laughs> so uh, there are there are possible many information we can see in the, in this in this mine. And uh, I also compared it uh, to another other images with um, with uh, Sentinel. <clears throat> Most in, uh, in B12 band and see how it works. And, and I find that uh, there, that uh, uh, also I, I, I've uh, discovered the geological map of the region to take uh, to to, uh, to make possible for me to take a uh, balanced um, um, 
view of what we are seeing actually. <clears throat> so uh, the, this mine, uh, I wanted to highlight the, the geological aspects, uh, the most we, we can see. Um, and and I, I read uh, read in literature that uh, we uh, there are the, this, um, com this combination of uh, iron oxides um, as uh, that it, it, it many times it used alone, but I decided to put it in, in the red band. Together with other bands, uh, so iron oxide. Basically, iron oxide is a, an index, uh, a ratio, uh, actually, uh, of the the red uh, and the, uh, over the blue bands. <coughs> uh, so itself, um, it it, um, it um, how, how do you say it? It gives. Uh, an information for for uh, geologists as uh, read in, in the literature to to detect uh, uh, more ferrous uh, uh, soils with iron oxides uh, and um, different uh, from uh, kaolinic soils that are more um, 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 whitish, uh, more brighter. And it it can make this difference uh, much uh, much better, as the literature says. But it highlights a lot. Uh, uh, sometimes it's a bit sharpener. So um, uh, I used it with uh, in combination um, using uh, iron oxide uh, uh, ratio as the red band for the area RGB, red, green, blue. And um, and uh, in the red band, so uh, I, I still have to do for green and blue. Uh, so um, uh, since it is uh, uh, a great sharpener, I I've, uh, start decided to use another great sharpener as green. That is the near infrared. Uh, the band four of uh, SkyMap 50, and I found that the, the, they work better than than I using than using uh, better than uh, if I use uh, EOX iron oxide um, combination with uh, the other simple bands like green, blue, and or red. Uh, so we using uh, iron oxide together with near infrared. The result uh, can, can more balanced, and uh, the last band that is the blue band, uh, I left it for the blue, the common blue, natural blue. So uh, this uh, sh shows me um, uh, a good um, highlighting of the areas of uh, bare feral soils. Also, it highlighted. Uh, I found it highlighted um, the uh, more ferrous soil sediment in the uh, su uh, suspension in the rivers. So the rivers um, became more uh, red because the um, the red band uh, was set to iron ox, and. Uh, as a result, the other areas of uh, known as bare soil 
that was were not um, uh, pharaohs became uh, bluish. So it it uh, it gives a, a great contrast, uh, easier to identify and measure the um, the, um, the, the these areas. Uh, obviously, uh, these are uh, are uh, uh, expected uh, theoretically as re, uh, read from the literature, but uh, it's compatible. Compatible with what is read in what was read in literature, but always uh, any satellite uh, have to be calibrated with uh, ground samples, and so it's it. But it's it's uh, much uh, easier to do to select where to do the, the to take the ground sample before uh, taking a look uh, at the, the satellite uh, images. Um, the, the ground samples don't need to be aleatory. They can be directed by the satellite uh, images. And also for, for, uh, for um, agriculture, it's the same. Uh, it, uh, satellite will help, uh, will help uh, much in, in detecting the tensions of uh, types of and, um, levels of health of uh, vegetation and uh, how to take uh, samples more uh, in a more objective way without needing to do two uh, aleatory samples. Um, I think is, is that. And also, do as we are were talking about the um, Lorena Green Lorena uh, mine, uh, the near um, infrared uh, band as the the green leaves. Uh, um, um, uh, gives uh, uh, a greater uh, uh, highlight of the um, health of the vegetation around the mine. But later I found that uh, that could be um, um, more soft and uh, that if combining near, near infrared with uh, the common simple green in a simple region, the, the result is a, a, a bit uh, smoother and better to, to visualize, not the too aggressive as the green from the um, simple near infrared band. Yeah, so these are uh, I, 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 I told you I, I tell I say to you uh, I like the results. I'm not a specialist, but I see I haven't seen any uh, nobody doing this in, in the, the communities that we we share. So there are many things, easy things to do with uh, the, the simple four bands uh, of um, high resolution satellites that people can do, and we'll start to do things. Well, thank you very much for that, Sergio. And and um, you know, just to, just to sum up um, some of those observations, um, I guess one is is um, you're you're picking up 
um, the delineation between ferrous rich and kaolinite rich uh, soils, which could then be used uh, either in explore in, a, in exploratory sense or or furthermore in uh, expanded mine development or or even in, in the case of uh, tailings uh, redevelopment, somebody be able to go out and look at old site tailings and, and make make um, you know preliminary investigations, of course, corroborated with uh, field samples. The other thing that I picked up from that discussion was the environmental impacts. And that was quite, quite interesting that you were uh, both identifying, um, I guess, hydrologic changes, the chemistry of the of the water in nearby streams, and as well, the uh, changes in uh, vegetation health. And so I think the implications there are, are quite um, significant in that, uh, in, in the case of of a tailings tailings dam disaster, um, prolonged monitoring could could be achieved using um, this uh, multi high resolution multi spectral imagery to where um, the inf you know the the uh, extended runoff um, we see the immediate runoff you know that's quite apparent in visual visual analysis but um, it's prolonged you know it, it carries on for years and so this is this is one more tool to um, I guess facilitate that extended um, monitoring so. Thanks for giving us the, um, I guess the the extended uh, insight on on those images. And once again, these images will be provided um, in the links to the description for the podcast, so you'll be able to um, have a look at those. Um, this is probably the the uh, best part of the interview because we're going into what I like to call the fun part of the interview or the not so serious questions. Right. And um, Sergio is a football fan, or as um, some people also call it, soccer. And so we're calling this segment of the program uh, Space Soccer because we're going head to head. We're testing Sergio's uh, football trivia oh, knowledge as well hard. as his satellite that's trivia hard. knowledge. We're going to do <laughs> Where I, I think that yeah. I think the satellite ones would go quite. Um, I mean, these are these are trivia questions for the general public, but the yeah. soccer ones I think might be a little bit tougher. So I'll actually um, give you a choice of. Oh goodness, it's not. Um, sorry, it's one of these. Um, I'm but, on a website and um, they I want some you, feedback. They want some feedback from me. Um, yeah. Australia with Netherlands. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the, the Netherlands won, but Australia did a, a great uh, game. If I recall, it was uh, three to for Australia and four for Netherlands. Uh, many goals in that game. <laughs> Okay, we're starting off with, um, we're going to oh, go to World Cup questions. And uh, <laughs> okay, so we're going to do 10 of each. We'll do 10 um, football questions followed by 10 satellite questions. So first question is, there have been two World Cup trophies. What was the name of two the first trophy? Uh, where? It didn't give the location, but it says there are there have been two World Cup trophies. What was the name of the first? I'll give you a hint. He was uh, it was a French name. Have um, a lunch? Uh, no, it was a it was a person, and the uh, I'll just give you the answer. 
It was the Jules Jules Rimet Trophy. Now I remember, yes. Okay. Very good. I'll tell you what, I would get a zero on all of these questions. So um, let's go to the next one. Which country won the first ever World Cup in 1930? I know it. I know it. Uh, uh, which one was uh, England? The United Kingdom. Well, it, it, the, the the website the website says no. Uruguay. Um, well, well, I guess we'll okay. uh, we'll just we'll just move on, okay. and, and we'll leave that, that question off. Uh, question three. Which country has most won the world, most World Cups? It was, uh, it was Brazil. Brazil, yes, yes, of course. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're doing very well. Um, number four. Three countries have won the World Cup twice. Can you name them? If you name one of the countries, that will that will answer the the question. So, uh, which any one of the three countries that have won the World Cup twice? Um, twice, uh, the Netherlands. And, uh, I'll give you another chance. Twice, twice. Let me see what I recall for the. Uh, well, twice. Uh, the other it should be Mexico. Mexico. Um, Okay. One more chance. <laughs> very close. Uh, it was the answer to the second question. Well, let's Uruguay, see. Very close Uruguay, to you. Sure. Um, both uh, Uruguay. Yes, Uruguay. So the answer to that question was Argentina, France, and Uruguay. Okay, okay. you've already given this uh, as an answer. So um, which country has appeared in three World Cup finals but sorry. never won the competition? I, I didn't understand very well. Too, too fast. I just, uh, yes. Um, which country has appeared in three World Cup finals never but never won the competition? The United States. I'm sure they never won. But, uh, well, that was a good. That was a good oh, yeah. It was Netherlands. Um, number six. The 2026 World Cup will be hosted across three adjoining John, countries. Can you name them? Um, oh, that's hard. Uh, I named the uh, for uh, yeah. which country? Uh, adjoining countries. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Uh, what? In the middle is the United States. The country. Uh, the so United one of the countries States. is the United States. The, the, the other countries. Uh, what could be? Uh, Chile, Chile, and uh, um, uh, well, Russia, never Russia, and uh, oh, really, I really don't know. I want to kick it. Uh, no, no way. I'm not that good. But I just recall. Okay, no. The answer, I'll, I'll save you the trouble. The answer is United States, Canada, and Mexico. Um, okay. I, I, if you're a soccer fan, 
I would um, I would assume I I would assume um, this would this might actually be uh, legend legendary or um, part of the folklore. In which World Cup did Diego Maradona score his famous yeah. Hand of God goal? It's, uh, it, it, there are options. Well, the, no, the sorry, the, the ah, year was 1986. Yes, so that's yes, a that's not, a hint. Uh, not too far, too far away. Yes, I was a uh, was a kid. Yes, <laughs> remember, I remember that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1986. Okay, 1986. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fine. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, are you, do you have a where country? Where it was? Where it was? It was yes, in yes, Argentina. Where it was. Well, well, they answered. They, 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 it's, Mexico, it's telling me Mexico. Because, so, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I like to, to, to. Uh, I like to watch parties. Uh, greatest part, but my I'm not that skilled uh, in the nose uh, in the in the in the world of uh, football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, do you know who has scored the most goals in oh, football it, it in World Cup football? Obviously, it was Pele. No. Oh. It's well, it's uh, no, it's telling uh, me Miroslav uh, Klose. Um, uh, yes. Um, uh, and okay. Um, uh, we'll give you a, a hint for the next one. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, his name is his. He. Okay. The question is three people have won the World Cup as a player and as a coach Mario Zagallo. Dieter Deschamps, and the third uh, also appears to have a German German first name mm, and as a, surname. As a player, as a coach, um, no, no, it was not Zagallo. No, no. Yes, yeah, Zagallo, Zagallo. It was uh, Zagallo. Uh, Zagallo uh, played as a, as a player. And as a coach, yeah, very, very famous in Brazil. Uh, is that? Uh, mm. uh, Mark, well, one, yes, he was one of them. More. And the other oh, two were. Uh, that's hard. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a third one. I'll give you a hint. His first name, I'll give you a hint. His his uh, oh, second name is Franz Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer yes. And his. Yes, that, 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 that's a win in my you, are you got that one you right. Okay, number the, 10. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> I know these are, I, I see, I don't, I don't watch football. So I, 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 I don't know if these are tough or not. Um, two English, last question. Two English players have won the golden, go, golden boot, the, the World Cup golden boot, I guess, a special award. Oh, um, anyway, no, can you anyway, name no one way. of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just skip that. We'll just skip that question. We're going to go on to satellite questions because I think these these are more fun. They're more fun for me. Okay. Question one: The path a satellite follows is known as an orbit. While an orbit 
The furthest point from the Earth is known oh, as the no. what? Uh, I'm, I'm not that uh, the furthest point from uh, of an, uh, an orbit. Yeah. Yes, I'll give you uh, a. Well, I'll give you some. Something. I'm not some. Um, once I'll give you multiple choice. Is it a a perigee, apogee, adagree, yeah, or a pedigree? Yeah. Apogee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We won't know the answers until we finish. Um, on on October fourth, nineteen fifty-seven, what satellite was launched, becoming the first satellite to officially it was orbit the Earth? Sputnik satellite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll put that down. Next Never question. studied the um, Prior to... Yes. Before 2011, what were the two most common ways to launch a satellite? Was it uh, using remote control and magnetics or riding on a rocket and riding in the cargo bay of a space shuttle or magnetics and riding on a rocket launcher? Or using remote control and riding in the cargo bay of the, the space, space shuttle. shuttle. Yeah, yes. I remember it was in Fort Field. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Is that? Uh, yes, yes. It was yeah. marvelous. Yes. Marvelous. Um, okay. Okay. Which one of the following orbits the Earth at five miles per second? Is it Leica, NOAA 15, Hubble Space Telescope, five or Explorer 1? Which satellite? Uh, which of these satellites uh, uh, go at uh, uh, at uh, five miles per second? Let, let me calculate what miles per second means in kilometers. Yes. At uh, about uh, eight uh -huh. kilometers per second, per second, I think. Yes. Uh, um, uh, what is uh, endeavor? You said. No. Uh, the, the answers were Leica, NOAA 15, Hubble Space Telescope, uh, or Explorer no, 1. NOAA 15 satellite, eight, eight kilometers per, per hour. Uh, that should, must be uh, the, the per, per second, per second. It's a higher satellite. I think in NOAA, it's, it's NOAA. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, well, we don't know the answers yet, so we're just recording the answers. They, they, they tell us at the end. Okay. Uh, before 1957, what was the only satellite orbiting the Earth? Was it the sun, the, moon, the, the moon, planets, yes. the stars, yes. or the moon? <laughs> okay. This is a. This is a fun one. What two nations are constantly trying to better each other from 1957 to 1975 in, in an informal competition known as the space race? Was it the Soviet Union and China? Was it Canada and the United States? Was it the Soviet Union and the United States? Or was it um, Liechtenstein uh, and Monaco? Uh, yeah, sure, it was a... Uh, yeah. Soviet Union and uh, the United States. Yes, and I made up the last answer. Liechtenstein was not, actually not. It was a trick question because Liechtenstein wasn't even in the uh, answers. 
Which of the following are designed for observation of planets, galaxies, and outer space objects? Are they astronomical satellites, navigation satellites, reconnaissance oh, satellites, or yeah, communication sure. satellites? Yes. Okay. And Nick, spelled A-N-I-K, was the first Canadian geosynchronous communication really? satellite launched in 1972. And Nick is an Inuit word for what? Does it mean helping hand, little brother, great one, or little yeah. observer? Nick. language you said? Uh, it's uh, Inuit, uh, so the indigenous language of Canada. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so is it... Uh. Okay, yeah, I'll mark that down as your answer. Um, the first satellite, weather satellite was launched on February 17th, 1959. What was the name of this satellite? Was it Vanguard 1, <laughs> Vanguard 2, Tiros 59? 1, or Tiros 2? 59. Oh, 59, yes. it, it should not be the, the, the second because it was too late. I think uh, it was Vanguard 1. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And last question. What nonprofit organization is made up of worldwide ham radio operators that use their own membership-supported satellites? Is it AMSAT, GlobalSat, HamSat or FutureSat? Uh, and GlobalSat. Is it? Okay. GlobalSat. Okay. Okay. Well, it's okay. Now, now this is the, the point when we have the drum roll. Okay. So, and the number of correct answers for this trivia are um, you have, let's see, the only wrong answers okay so you got seven out of ten so um i think it's fair to say that your so, yeah, uh, space knowledge is oh, greater than God. your uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I much that. <laughs> okay fine uh i think we'll 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 leave that we'll leave it at that and the uh we'll we'll also post the links to the uh quiz in our um in our description yeah. so that the right. users can uh take the take the quiz themselves i think the only ones wrong which was um the satellite that goes around the earth at uh, eight at five miles per second or eight kilometers per second oh, really? and that oh, was actually oh. this hubble space telescope and um you were close on the question about the canadian satellite um or maybe i got the answer wrong it does mean little but it, oh, it means little, little brother yeah. so um Instead of little, yeah. Um, ironically, the first weather satellite was Vanguard two, not Vanguard one. So I think you get half. You get half right oh, for that one. So that's okay. you actually got seven and a half correct. And the last, the last one, the nonprofit uh, organization of ham radio operators and membership supported satellites was AMSAT. It wasn't GlobalSat. So anyhow. I think, you, I, think, um, in, in I think it's fair enough to say that it's... Uh, since it's uh, half the, uh, the five years, it's okay. Fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think you've done very well. And um, uh, hey, we just like to have a little bit of fun at the end of the sorecast. And so, Sergio, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's been great getting your insights on um, on the collaboration between uh, low resolution hyperspectral imagery and uh, high resolution multispectral imagery, and how um, the interpretations uh, can be used to support uh, mining activities, environmental observation, and um, and logistics. So. It's been really great having you, Sergio, and thanks for all of your insight. Thank you too, Darren, and so fine. Oh, okay. Well, you're welcome. And thanks, everyone, for joining the SORCast. Uh, we hope that you join us on our next SORCast, where we'll feature another specialist on things like satellites, drones, or even aerial imagery. So thanks, everyone. Have a great day. That's all we have time for today. Tune in to our next SOARcast for more discussion on geospatial products found on SOAR.